0: for joining us this is unlock you with dr shayden crawford i'm a clinical psychologist leadership consultant and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose i want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally emotionally spiritually and vocationally thanks for joining us and let's get started Hey everyone! Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford, and I would love to introduce you to some of my dear friends, Lance and Anita Abraham. What's up, everybody? These are incredible, incredible friends and entrepreneurs, business people, as well as leaders in their marriage ministry, and they have a lot of wisdom they're going to share with us. So I'm on the edge of my seat, got my pen and paper. I'm ready to go to take all the notes and to learn everything I can about unlocking your potential as a couple so if you're single and would like to be married if you're dating if you're engaged if you are married or if you wish you were not married all of the Ouch. above <laughs> apply to this conversation and i hope we have so much fun chit-chatting about some of the keys to unlocking your potential as a couple so what is your story as a couple wow go ahead babe put you on the
1: spot
2: <laughs> okay. a short version of the story we met when i was in college and uh, we were friends for a couple of years, then decided to get married. There's some stuff around that. It's Cheez Day. Yeah, figured yeah.
0: so you
2: know tax deductions. So um, we got married, and you know the first year and a half of our marriage was really filled with tension and conflict, and mm-hmm. we had to work through some things. And yeah, we had great friends and people around us that helped us get through it. That's awesome. Um, and then we kind of took a meandering meadow road mm-hmm. through uh, all of this, and and got to a place where we served in music for a while, and mm-hmm. then eventually we uh, came into working with couples and mm-hmm. married couples, which was really cool. So, um, I think that's where we found kind of our our current kind mm-hmm. of lane of running lane. Yeah, and um, it's been really neat to be able to talk with couples and mm-hmm. see what they go through, whether it's like large conflict, small conflict, sure. and then kind of help them work through that a little bit.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well yeah. <laughs> What's your version of the, it's, we should get married version. Her version well, is
1: I came after her. Yeah. I would, that's actually what I was going to say yeah. was that he, Stalker. Would, yeah. he wouldn't stop chasing me. And I'm like, yeah. fine, I'll marry you.
0: And yeah. so, you know, that's
1: basically all it was.
0: <laughs> okay. So what are some things that you've seen as disasters in couples and what do you think are pitfalls that people could avoid? Mm
2: disasters um I would say um, the obvious stuff is there like really large transact transgressions whether it's like Mm -hmm, infidelity mm -hmm. or hiding things or whatever the case is I think the disaster piece really revolves around pride if people are too proud to see where they contribute to things Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah um but I think that's the moment where we sense oh my gosh I don't know if we can help them yeah 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 because they can't they can't get past what they see.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, outside of that, we've seen people come back from the brink of divorce. Mm-hmm. We've come back, we've seen people come back from being divorced. Oh. Like there's no, there's no place you can't go come on. if you can get over the pride. That's right. just my take on it.
1: No, that's really good. Cause I was thinking about it. And what I was gonna maybe share was like this unwillingness just for people to change, they get so set in their ways, but then the root of that is mm-hmm. pride. Mm-hmm. So I think. Pride is really good. I think you yeah. just that kind of covers it in a lot of ways.
0: So, so since most of us don't have name tags with our core issues, <laughs> yeah. how would somebody know what would be a litmus test if I'm like, oh gosh, that's probably me. I have some pride. Yeah,
1: in terms of a married couple, you're sure. saying,
0: yeah. yeah, I think one thing, yeah, I think for
1: me it comes back to that is that you're, I'm not willing to change. Cause I'm so sure that I'm right about this. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could be wrong. Yeah. So I think that's where I see it a lot. I would I, say in a big way.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think a, a more subtle version of that is deflection.
1: Mm-hmm. Every time we uncover
2: something, it's uh-huh. like, Oh, well that's because of this. Come on. Oh, well, that's yeah. That's key. That. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. that's like a, it's, it's hard to see that as pride, yeah. but underneath a lot of, mm-hmm deflection and just kind of this sense of being a victim lies pride and it's weird because we don't normally associate victims as people with pride right and in some cases that's true Mm -hmm. like you're truly a victim Mm -hmm. right sure um but there are more cases than we would think where being a victim there's an underlying current of pride yeah Mm -hmm. um and i shoot we all deal with Mm -hmm. it yeah absolutely Absolutely. couples you know it's not just people that are in trouble it's us we in everyday moments right absolutely you know we hit those Yeah.
0: And I would say as a psychologist that seeing somebody with some walls up where Mm -hmm. they cannot look at themselves, so probably a root of shame below that pride, Mm -hmm. that when that wall is there, it's really hard to redirect Mm -hmm. somebody to say, well, yes, you're the victim in your mind, but what have you maybe done to help hook Mm -hmm. and create some of those dynamics? That can be really Mm -hmm. hard to get people to go there. Have you found anything that helps create bridges to help people be willing to look at their own part? I was going to
1: say, Lance is so good at this because he'll just keep asking them questions mm-hmm. about the situation. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, they're kind of telling on themselves. Yeah. And then they kind of come to this realization like, oh, there is some of me in this, you uh-huh. know, in this situation, in this problem. Yeah. Is that kind yeah. of where no, you would... I think
2: that that was the thing for me because there are very, very few people in this world that don't know right? Mm-hmm. Most people know,
0: like at a deep level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. they know. Yeah. It's
2: just they haven't really had the chance to work through it with somebody because one of two things happens. We were talking about this yesterday. Either somebody wants to please you and mm-hmm. just tell you what you want to hear, sure. or they go the other route. And they just tell you what you need to do mm-hmm. without hearing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they encounter somebody, so like when I talk with people, it comes from a genuine curiosity, because mm-hmm. I know that I don't know yeah. I, don't mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know them. I don't know what yeah, brought everything. them to this mm-hmm. point. I sure. don't know why they respond to things a certain way. Yeah. So I want to understand that context and then overlay what my opinions are mm-hmm. with that and then say, this is just my take mm-hmm. on it from the outside. Um, but do with this, what you feel like God is telling you to do mm-hmm. because the Holy spirit might tell you the same thing. This might be a confirming thing for you, yeah. or this might be something different. And you feel like yeah. God is telling you to do that, but it's going to be you on your own time mm-hmm. with your own actions, yeah. but let's just establish that you're not going to see change until you change. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's you
0: know? so good. Yeah. So, and so I- instead of blaming the other person, putting the onus back on us for our part, <clears throat>
1: Yes, that's funny cuz that was that. exactly one of it, one of the things he was going to talk about with you know with you guys today. And then I'll mention one more thing is that I don't think people realize the value of everyday moments Mm. I think we look at it like in terms of these big things that have happened and you know this you know you did this you did this but then in the everyday you have a chance to really build something solid yeah and people don't realize that Mm -hmm. and so they're rude to their spouse and Mm -hmm. they're not you know they're not kind and even in that I think you can really see a lot of problems emerge from that absolutely
2: a really simple way that we help people gauge that and mm-hmm. just say, all right, if you were in a work situation mm-hmm. or think of your best friend, mm-hmm. would you act towards them the same way that you do your to your spouse? So if you take inventory, mm-hmm. who do you take better care of? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody comes at you with a conflict or with a different yeah. opinion, if my boss comes to me that way, I'm going to respond to them a certain way because mm-hmm. I respect them. Yeah. Not if I don't respect them as a person so much, I respect the place They're, that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good. So even if I don't like what they say, then I'm gonna re- respond. Mm-hmm. Well, do I give my spouse that same space, right? Mm-hmm. Even if I don't like what they're saying, yeah. Like am I giving them because yeah. of who they are to me, yeah? Right. And if I'm not, then why? Mm-hmm. Why do I give my coworker right more space and more respect than my spouse, who's like tied
1: mm-hmm. at the hip mm-hmm. to yes. me, or Thank even you. a stranger? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, we'll say please and thank you and hold doors open and right. you know, all of mm-hmm. that for strangers, but like you, you'll let the door sl- slam in your husband's face. Yeah. It's
0: like, yeah. okay, that's not cool. Yeah. So just even in moments like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the everyday kindness, what would be mm-hmm. some examples if people are like killing their flesh because mm-hmm. they necessarily don't not want to do that, but they can start implementing small steps, low hanging fruit, what they can do to start doing everyday kindness. I love she, that.
1: She opens the door for me all the time. That's no, nice he, he still opens the door for me actually,
0: <laughs> but honestly, I am
1: really all about please and thank you. Mm. And it's such a simple thing. And I, I feel like, and thank, I thank God for this. This yeah. isn't because we're awesome people. It's just, I think we've really built that into our relationship. Like I'll still, I won't just assume that because he's the man or he's in this house, so he needs to do something too. Mm-hmm. Like I'll still say, Hey babe, could you please, you know, wash the dishes? or, and thank you for washing the dishes and thank you for taking out the trash. And, yeah. and I know it seems trivial, trivial, and some people will be like, you don't need to thank me for all that. But it's like, well, but I want to, um, because yeah, I am appreciative. And I don't want you ever to think that I'm taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been, I think that's one way in mm-hmm. terms of low hanging fruit. That's easy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, one word and then two words there. It's like, yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You yeah. know,
2: I, I think for, to add to that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it would be um, adding the phrases, what do you think? What do you like?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm.
2: small, mm-hmm. short phrases mm-hmm. that'll change the tenor of your conversations. Right. You know, and
0: let if- me pause you. Mm-hmm. Did you hear how his tone changed? <laughs> what do you think and what do you want? Could be the exact same question. Thank that's you. True. That's true. But everything about that, you brought right, your voice and your octave mm-hmm. yeah. and your pace, everything came down. So what that's doing, it's called being water instead of being a wall. Mm-hmm. And so you're inviting that person to feel safe, to take their armor down. Yeah. So I just want to honor that you're already doing something intuitively that yeah. other people will read a book and they'll be like, okay, what do you want? What do you like? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not necessarily the tone it's that true. invites safety. Very different. Yeah. Totally and you did true. it naturally. Yeah, so keep yeah. going. And you
2: know, what's interesting is it, it doesn't come natural. Like. I want what I want, you know, so it's something that over the course of time, and this is another thing, like we talk about small steps. Mm -hmm. It's important to understand, like, these are small steps that happen consistently over time Mm -hmm. that create the change that you notice, Yeah. like my, my change in voice, that was small changes over time. That wasn't, I read the book and the next day I was hitting it a thousand percent, you know? Um, and it's so true, like, um, in our story. So one of the phrases was, I don't care. So I would use it as a, I don't have a preference, Mm. right? So I would say, she would be like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Oh, I don't care. And what I said was, I don't have a preference. Do what you want. What she heard was, "This this is not worth my time.
0: Mm, so, so she felt dismissed yeah mm. same
2: words exactly but like you were saying you know am I putting up a wall or I'm becoming water yeah and so I had to change that wasn't a ch- she I could tell her well you need to get over that mm-hmm. I probably did say that <laughs> right? let's I, be honest yeah like, I probably Maybe. did say that but I had a choice either yeah. I could wait for her to change mm-hmm. or I could change the thing that I could control yeah and so I just started saying I don't have a preference mm-hmm. same
0: sentiment yeah
2: completely different effect.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that goes along the lines of intent is not always impact. And so that's really hard for couples because Mm -hmm. they're like, but I, this is what I meant. And it's like, I'm so sorry that this other person is not you, a mini me right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't know. unless you explain it in a way that they get in the language that they understand, just like love languages or anything else that we have to be really mindful of tone, body language, uh, words that may represent something from their past that you may not have even realized (laughs) it wasn't intended, but it may be eliciting something in them. Like one couple, if she used the word, sure, he felt super disrespected and it's so tiny. They would be like a conversation and it would go off the rails really quickly. And they would have no idea why Mm-hmm. And so finally started to unpack and go, oh, the word sure was a trigger from his childhood. Mm-hmm. And so that made him feel very dismissed and disrespected mm-hmm. and blah, 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 yep. instead of valued and respected and adored. And so then just changing something so subtle yep. helped him stay engaged in really hard conversations. Totally.
2: Right. And it just comes into like uncovering what that was. Like yeah. why do you respond to that? That's another small mm-hmm. step you can sure. take. If you don't understand something, mm-hmm you know what we do naturally is we just paint a picture in our mind of why that person did that absolutely instead of just diffusing it and saying hey I don't this is not you Mm -hmm. um so help me understand why Mm -hmm. you respond this way like what am I saying yeah and that comes back to like and we'll we'll talk about this more but like this this idea of let's not attribute all the conflict to our spouse Mm -hmm. or our significant other if we're not like what are we doing that causes that reaction? Because that reaction is not normal, yeah. right? Mo- yeah. 99% of what I say, I don't get that reaction. So exactly. what am I saying here? Exactly. And then you can have the conversation. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. And I think for a lot of people, they get confused because it's, they get along with their coworkers. They get along with their family and their friends and yeah. the strangers, but it's like now this person in front of me, now we have this big conflict. And so it's really easy to go, well, it must be you because I get along with everyone else and <laughs> you're my problem. <laughs> Instead of realizing when you get into that attachment window, you're actually activating unconscious dynamics. Oh, yeah. And so it's very different than the coworker and the person right. at the barista place, you know, like. Mm-hmm. All of those people, we have different templates for, but when I'm vulnerable and I've exposed all of this and you could hurt me, now I have a whole different script for that. So what would you recommend to a couple that maybe they're thinking, I can get along with literally every person on the planet, Mm -hmm. but this person? Mm
1: -hmm. I think the first thing I would say, because this was a struggle that we had was that learn to trust your spouse. Mm -hmm. I think that, especially again, at the beginning of our marriage, like just what you said, like he could say something to me and I would take it so personally Mm -hmm. because at that point in our marriage, I didn't really believe that he wanted the best for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't really believe that he loved me in that way. And I really thought that Wow, you just really want to say that to me and just hurt mm-hmm. my feelings, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't trust him. I didn't trust his heart towards me, yeah. and so I think that was huge. And of course, that is on us as spouses also to be a person that is trustworthy. That's mm-hmm. you know that they can put their trust in. Yeah. So again, that comes back to those everyday moments of building that trust in mm-hmm. those small ways. So yeah, that's I think that would be. Yeah. My-
2: I think uh, for somebody that would tell me that, I would start asking questions around. Okay, well, have you bought a house with your coworker before? <laughs> yeah. Have you picked up furniture with your barista? I sure hope not. We yes. <laughs> yeah, another question. Because yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the steaks are different. Don't right. compare apples to oranges. That's good. Right? That's good. I can get along with everybody, but you see them for a limited number of hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And the topics that you talk about mm-hmm. are not important. Yeah,
1: right. And terrific. you can
2: leave whenever you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. right. I get to leave. You don't get to leave home. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't get to leave a marriage. You know, you don't. So the stakes are different. Yeah. So what I would say is, well, let's compare this relationship more to how, how do you feel about your siblings if you were mm-hmm. making this kind of decision with your siblings or your parents? Mm-hmm. Because that's more alike mm-hmm. with your spouse. Mm-hmm. These are people yeah. you have an emotional vested interest with, yeah. and you're trying to make. Um, valuable decisions, mm-hmm. decisions that affect multiple areas in your life. And the stakes are high. Yeah. The emotions are different. Yes. Or the sentiments are different. And how do we manage that environment?
1: That's so yeah. good. And I'll add one more thing to that that I just mm-hmm. thought of that it's also like, well, what kind of person are you with those other oh, yeah. people? Cause uh-huh. you're probably bringing the best version of yep. yourself to them. Mm-hmm. And are you
0: bringing that same best version mm-hmm. to your spouse? That's, great. That's so, right. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think you alluded it, alluded to it earlier where you were saying, I had a belief mm-hmm. that I couldn't trust his heart toward mm-hmm. me. Right. 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 And so speak to that for a little mm-hmm. bit, because that does create lenses where we have core beliefs. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, usually we don't write those down and write them in our diary of I don't trust my have spouse's heart toward me. Right. Yeah, right. So it's more just this in unconscious undiscovered mm-hmm. thing that I'm living my life based on. Mm-hmm. How did you guys start to uncover that? Or when you're working with a couple to mm-hmm. uncover what a core belief toward a spouse might be. Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: Jeez.
2: How did we uncover it? I would say, um, <clears throat> we had good people around us that, um, exposed and reinforce the idea that we were looking at things wrong ourselves mm-hmm. right yeah, so we had friends that were graceful they were elegant about how they said mm-hmm. it but they were iron on iron like yeah. there were sparks yeah like what they were saying caused yeah. sparks mm-hmm. right? yeah right yeah. because we were sensitive to it so and I think what because of that I started noticing how my decisions came out with the outcome I didn't want mm. so it's like mm. Maybe I'm not batting a thousand, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm not really doing this the right way. Maybe I need to adjust my technique or adjust the words. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me, and this, I think a lot of males can probably um, relate to this, but we do it at work you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an account director by trade, right? So my job is to manage conflict mm-hmm. and to be um, accurate about how I communicate, set the right expectations. If there's, if we come at an impasse, I've got to bring two disagreeing parties together.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, in early on in our marriage, I didn't bring those skills mm-hmm. home.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I had the mm-hmm. skills.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. I just didn't, I didn't understand that they were portable.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's that's good. Good. They work
2: yeah. in, at home, they work in ministry, mm-hmm. they work in volunteerism, they work with my parents, Yeah. all of these things. But my uh, is because my posture was different at work mm-hmm. than it was outside of mm-hmm. work. So I feel like that's kind of the the first thing that kind of indicates, okay, I might be tripping over myself here. Right. So and then if you did you want to say anything about how we, when we walk through with other? Your own no, core beliefs. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> um, I think the core belief. So we do help lead that church. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, there's a uh there's a program called Re, uh, Renew or Reengage, which came from a local church here oh, in Watermark. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did such a great job they with did. it. And one of their core um beliefs in that, which I think we've kind of adopted as a mantra, is draw a circle around yourself, mm-hmm. fix everything in the circle.
1: There you go. <laughs>
2: Yep. Yes. And, the, and the core tenet of that or the underlying principle mm-hmm. behind that is as much, as, and we spend so much time fighting this, as much mm-hmm. as I want to, I cannot change her. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't have control over her that way. Mm-hmm. She's God's daughter, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. wife, God's daughter, mm-hmm. right? I can change me. I have the will to change me. Yeah. So let's do this first. Mm-hmm. And out of the overflow of that, then we pray that. It would speak to our spouse. Mm Yeah. But it Mm -hmm. starts with us.
0: Yeah. Right. And
2: I think that's where, and we've been dancing around this a lot, but I think one of the core things that I wanted to relay um, to keep the longevity and the happiness in a marriage is that, is Mm -hmm. understanding that your spouse is not the biggest problem, usually. Mm -hmm. It's usually us. Mm -hmm. And if you look in, I like to look for patterns in scripture, Mm -hmm. right? And um, one of the things that you see is, the biggest enemy of the most prolific characters in the Bible were not the things you could see. Mm-hmm. It was the internal battle. Okay. They had to get over themselves, their own insecurities, their mm-hmm. own fears, mm-hmm. their own this, that, and the other, that in pivotal moments, yes. they acted differently mm-hmm. than they would have yeah. in their normal state, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And mm-hmm. that's really important because we all do that, Yeah, right? And mm-hmm. so our ability to guard against that is huge, but mm-hmm. we don't ever get to the place where we can... Keep a healthy relationship with our spouse. If we don't understand that we're our own worst enemy me mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. not our spouse, mm-hmm. so before we point yeah. across, we point inwards yeah. and say, "Okay." And it's simple, like that statement we talked about. Like, mm-hmm. what am I saying mm-hmm. that causes you to respond that way? Mm-hmm. It yeah. pivots mm-hmm. because now she's not the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that I could be contributing to this too. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I'm not condoning the response, mm-hmm. but I am saying mm-hmm. I could be contributing to it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's talk about.
0: Yeah,
1: Right.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah. so it kind of sounds like you'd have to work on pride. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that old thing. Uh, I don't have any. Thank I, I you. Don't,
1: I don't, yeah. I don't you know should like let's... go into this full time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you thought about that? I've had some thoughts. thoughts. Um, So, if there was somebody that has a spouse with egregious, terrible offenses, Mm -hmm. things that they've done that it is hard to trust, Mm -hmm. and there have been failures to a point that it's not fair and it is unequal, Mm -hmm. what would you say to that couple?
1: Um, to go see a counselor,
0: <laughs> I would say this is, this is what we pulled
1: out. I'm not a counselor card. So I've got this friend. <laughs> uh, she Named Shannon. She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think of course, the, the first thing that we do is that we, we want to make sure that the other spouse is safe. Mm-hmm. So if there are those kinds of things happening, like we make sure that's taken care of first and foremost, cause that's never okay. Yeah. We will never ever say that's okay. And then maybe helping them to identify some boundaries that they can put in place Mm -hmm. and for their spouse to understand that there are going to be some natural consequences to the actions that they're taking. Because especially again, if it's putting the family in jeopardy Mm -hmm. in any kind of way, then that's not, that's not right. Right. Um, So I think that those are the first couple of steps that, and we kind of encourage them with that. And obviously we pray with them too, Mm -hmm. because we know what God, God can do more than we ever could do with our words or anything else. So Absolutely. I think that's yeah. where I know we, we start with that. Too. Yeah. I think we
2: acknowledge mm-hmm. the transgressions of these. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we, if we be. usually, if a spouse comes to us and says, I feel like this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. after spending some time with them, we kind of get the idea, mm-hmm. you know, if they are that way or if they just coming off that way mm-hmm. and don't really have that in their heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think the next thing is to gut check it because there's a, here's what I'm starting to live more and more in. And it makes me more sober is this idea of when somebody has an egregious offense or a series of things Mm -hmm. that they do to me that I don't like. Now I'm starting to look at, well, do I do that towards God?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, is something
2: being exposed that rubs me the wrong wow. way that might rub him the wrong way too? Wow. And I'm not going to see it until it happens. Wow. Like, how many times does that happen? Wow. Like, we can't relate, mm-hmm. so right? Mm-hmm. So, like, is there like hosting a party? If you have hosted a party, <laughs> you know, and you're a good host. I mean, like, we don't show up and we have Doritos and Oreos <laughs> and that's it for dinner. <laughs> um like me anyway so we you know the planning and the effort and this Mm -hmm. and that that goes into it and you understand how valuable RSVPs are right Right. if you've never hosted a party or you've never hosted a get together and had to plan for food plan for this plan for that you haven't you have no idea what the weight is yeah and so when somebody tells me this is offensive that is offensive this is offensive then one of the things I say is yeah those are offensive things Mm -hmm. yeah Um, but let's go back to this idea of the circle. So Mm -hmm. what is it that we're doing Mm -hmm. that makes that worse? Because typically that, and I'll ask them, in in their natural state, if Mm -hmm. they're with their buddies, if they're with this, that, and the other, do they act that way? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Is it just you or is it just them, Mm -hmm. right? And usually it's a hybrid. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of it. And then we say, okay, well, before you go throwing the noose around their neck, yeah. are there areas in your life mm-hmm. where you have done egregious offenses mm-hmm, or, yeah. or where you have a habit that just keeps breaking relationships mm-hmm, or yeah. this, that, and the That's other? Good. Well, then mm-hmm. let's create space for the other person to grow, just like we want to create space for you to grow. Mm-hmm. Come on. And then once we have you guys in a place where you're willing to work with each other, yeah. then if I got you guys in the right set of mind, mm-hmm. then let's have the conversation of do we want to fix this or not? Mm-hmm. Right. Because sometimes if there's infidelity or if there's uh, mm-hmm. abuse or mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, hey, sure. it might be beyond repair. Mm-hmm. And we're open to that idea. Mm-hmm. But we also know that God can take mm-hmm. ashes yeah. and make mm-hmm. something beautiful mm-hmm. out of yes. it. So we always encourage them, if you're willing to stick this out as yeah. low as this seems, yeah. you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to create something. That's not our choice. That's mm-hmm. your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to pursue that, we will be with you hundred mm-hmm. percent. If you don't want to pursue that, we love you just the same. We understand it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you do have, it's your choice. Yeah. It's not God's choice. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. Yes. God gives you the opportunity yeah. and he'll get behind it. Yeah. That's when he talks about a three-quartered string. Yeah. He'll get in it if you guys fight back to back. But That's if so you nice. don't want to fight back to back, then let's make sure we're in the right frame of mind to make that decision too. Mm. Not just a
1: emotional.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just a trigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you may, sorry, you may have alluded to this also, but I think, yeah, looking at the other person's offense in a very accurate way, Mm -hmm. like, is this truly something that I'm just being super sensitive about because in their mind, it could be like, it's a it's a horrible offense. Like right. they could really take it that way. Right. But it's like, is that a really, is it an accurate portrayal of what's really happening? Yeah. So taking a really good look at what's happening, bringing in another opinion, another set of eyes, because that's what we did. Um, I can remember when, again, when we were first married that uh, the silly example, but I was like straightening my hair and I like I hit my hand and so it was I, like I felt like I burned my hand, you know, so I kind of screamed and like he didn't react. like there was no reaction on his part. It was like one guilt, <laughs> you know <laughs> so, like, so I was like, either she's dead or she's okay. Yeah. I was like, didn't you hear me scream? I'm like, right away, I'm just like, didn't you hear me scream? And he's like, are are you okay? And I'm like, so I'm just like, I was so annoyed. And I remember we were going to an event that day, a marriage event. So I actually asked the counselor, I was like, okay, look, this is what happened this morning. Um, who's right? <laughs> okay. And she goes, I think you're being too sensitive. And I was like, dang it. That's not how that was supposed to work, but I'm, I've never forgotten that because yeah. I'm like, you know, I genuinely thought that I was in the right and I thought he was being super insensitive yeah. and just a jerk and all the things, yeah, but then she set me straight mm-hmm. and I was like, okay uh noted and that's probably going to apply to other situations in the future (laughs) unfortunately i withdraw the next 30 questions yeah (laughs) Yeah. so for the next 30 years (laughs) yeah but i honestly i come back to that moment that i'm like you know i i may be offended but that doesn't mean that that was him causing the offense necessarily. Mm -hmm. It could be something those triggers in me so just that's taking amazing. a real look at stuff is helpful. <laughs> it's so
0: important. And for, if you have somebody who has hurt you deeply and it can be unfair, yeah. I would still encourage you to be aware of your own core beliefs about the person, because when you make it an identity statement, now you are, it's like a foregone conclusion that that's mm-hmm. who they are. So you will treat them that way. And so mm-hmm. we lose relationship and equity and the permission to speak and influence into someone's life. Yeah. When I've already made a foregone conclusion that this is who you are, you're not going to change. Mm-hmm. So I need to control you. I need to manipulate you. I need to enmesh you, or I need to distance you. I need to somehow navigate you because I don't feel safe in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, you're a child of God. That's not your identity. That's mm-hmm. not who you are, but this is a lot of brokenness and it's not safe. Mm-hmm. So I'm choosing to set boundaries. And so I can speak to, Hey, here's our agreement and you can sign it with me. And then if not, then Hey, here's your behavior. And there's a consequence. Here's the behavior. Mm-hmm. Here's a good consequence. Mm-hmm. Either way, mm-hmm. instead of, of me becoming the parent or the outside mm-hmm. holy spirit that's mm-hmm. trying to convict mm-hmm. them and fix them i've had lots of people come in and there are legitimate situations we're not minimizing yeah, the pain sure. that people have gone through right. but sure. it's still not going to get better as long as i have a heart of judgment toward the identity of the person yeah. versus the grossness of the sin mm-hmm. and the iniquity they're bound in that's mm-hmm. not who they are mm-hmm. and how many times have you seen people really mm-hmm. get stuck in identity shame blame about who the person is versus being able to hold that's that's who they are but then this is the behavior and separate that you
2: see that so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. and that's why i say because i and i do this because jesus did it yeah. right he was like he who's without sin cast mm-hmm. the first stone mm-hmm. so when i see somebody Attributing or, or I, um, creating an identity of their spouse based on a mistake they made or mm-hmm. a habit that they have, mm-hmm. then I'll ask that person, Well, what habits do you have? Mm-hmm. What things have you done in the past that somebody that you hope mm-hmm. nobody makes that your identity? Yeah. I have those moments, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right, it's, right. and yep. she knows about a lot of them, right? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's like they there are things that, and this is like what happens in culture today, is we choose who we pull out Mm. single out Mm -hmm. and take something that may have happened yesterday or set 10 years ago and we create an identity off of that one event and i'm like well hey i think all of us have that yes right that we hope don't get drawn out of the closet because we're either ashamed of them already or we've changed since then yeah so that's not us Mm -hmm. and i to a a really small thing there about this idea you mentioned about Mm -hmm. i've got to control this yeah or i've got to create boundaries Mm -hmm. this idea of control it's a universal thing like you want control Mm -hmm. but a lot of us spend time controlling external things exactly mm -hmm, where when you create boundaries what are you controlling Mm -hmm. Mm self-control we're creating boundaries for us Mm -hmm. right and though and those coupled with um the holy spirit speaking through you Mm -hmm. creates a situation where you're like okay because what does the holy spirit do Mm -hmm. he knows both of y'all he knows both of the skeletons in your closet he knows all of these Mm -hmm. things and so those boundaries become less about protecting me or Mm -hmm. just I need to control the situation and more about yeah hey this is what's healthy for us
0: yeah
2: you know Mm -hmm. let's come into agreement on this let's figure this out Mm -hmm. and and that way yeah and
1: it's such a natural tendency that we we'll see that person through that filter through those glasses. It's so natural. I'm dealing with this, even honestly, just with a friend Mm -hmm. where we've had some kind of misunderstandings in the past and something happened this week. And it kind of triggered that again, even though it was forgotten, Uh um, but it came back up. And I'm again, really having to check myself and say, Holy spirit kind of show me, you know, show me and like, take care of that thing in me, yeah. because I don't think this is her. I think it's, it's me, yeah.
0: but you
1: can't help, but feel that way for a minute, at least a second. You yeah. Know?
0: So. And it's just such easy, <laughs> easy tactic of the enemy to try Absolutely. to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. If you can get somebody to make a judgment in their heart that that person is this mm-hmm. and you sum somebody down to their worst moment. Right. And now that's their identity, which yeah. is then saying that's the identity of God. If you're really honest Mm -hmm, with yourself mm -hmm, because they're made in God's image. That's not who they are. They're steeped in sin. They have strongholds, their brokenness, it's willful sin, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that is the iniquity of the soul and the flesh. That's not the identity of who that spirit man is. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is people try to do counseling or therapy or um, boundaries based on the flesh where Mm -hmm. I am trying to control the situation because I feel out of control. Mm -hmm. And so me doing that, I am now becoming the God of the situation instead of saying, Holy Spirit, will you protect me? And I hand this over over to you and give me wisdom on how to set boundaries yeah, mm-hmm. versus I'm going to assert this. And this is what the person said and the pastor and the blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. And then what we're doing is we're stepping into an unhealthy dynamic mm-hmm. where yeah. now that person is going to feel out of control. They're going to go back into a shame place, yeah. feeling controlled. They're usually going to act out more mm-hmm. and we're creating more of a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, see, I knew you were going to cheat again. Mm-hmm. I knew you are going to look at porn again. I knew mm-hmm. you were going to spend mm-hmm. the money foolishly again. Mm-hmm. And I've proved myself right, which goes back to pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because i never really released it and surrendered it to the lord yeah. and asked god to protect me and yeah. defend me and then give me the wisdom to walk that out yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's,
2: it's good it's like confirmation bias. That yeah or exactly. worse however you want yeah. to look at it right exactly and because you're going to find what you're looking for yeah and um our pastor um pastor mike he, he used to uh, pastor our church he said something that always stuck with us is we tend to judge ourselves by our intent, Exactly. We judge others by their actions. Mm-hmm. And so we come back to, well, let's make the scales equal. Mm-hmm. If we're going to judge your spouse by their intent, then we need to judge, or you by your intent, then we need to judge your spouse the same way. Now, yeah. if you're going to judge them based on their actions, then I'm going to judge you based on your actions. <laughs> uh-huh. Like let's use the same scale. Right. I'm okay, okay using either or, uh-huh. right. but it's not going to be either and or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can't do all, Yeah. know. So, right. um, and usually that just, it, it brings into clarity, very mm-hmm. clarifies the conversation. And that's really what we're trying to do is clarify the conversation. Hey, do you realize the inequity that you're creating by mm-hmm. looking at your spouse this way? Like if I tell you, hey, you did this and you say, Oh, but I meant to do this is what I meant by doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. Now, when you offended her, mm-hmm. like, what were you trying to do? Mm-hmm. And very seldom, unless it's out of spite, mm-hmm. right? Very seldom do they say, Oh, well, I meant to hurt you. Mm-hmm. 98% of the time, they're like, well, I'm, I thought this was going to be better for us. I was trying to do this, I'm yeah. gonna, you know, this and yeah. that. And we're like, okay, so are we going to judge on intent or action?
0: Mm.
2: You guys pick, yeah. I'll go with either.
0: Yeah.
2: And that conversation clarifies, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something up
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think the last thing let's talk on is expectations. Mm-hmm. So those never get people in trouble. Not at all. They always work. Why
1: are we even talking about it, it now? We probably shouldn't. It's
0: like a waste of time. <laughs>
1: I didn't
2: expect to talk about
0: that. <laughs> Nobody would ever think that would yeah. come up in their relationship. <laughs> so what do you think about expectations? How does it go well? How does it go awry? What do you think?
1: <laughs> That's so funny. That was one of the things that I was, was kind of on our minds when we were talking about this. Um, I think that for, there's there's a couple different ways I think we can approach it. I think one thing is, is being really good about communicating your expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, let me back up first thing is make sure your expectations are realistic, Mm -hmm. um, for a guy. And I'm just going to throw this out there. We can be really real. Um, so like, if you're, (laughs) if a guy's coming into marriage, thinking that, you know, he's going to have yeah, you know, every night. Thank uh-huh. you. I know. I still couldn't say it.
2: Um, <laughs> what is going on? Here? Um,
1: then let, okay. Let's step back and let's say, is that a realistic expectation? Okay. okay. And same with the girl. It's like, am I expecting to have a three hour conversation with him every night? That's not a realistic expectation. During the football game. <laughs> yeah. Or during the football game. Exactly. So I think that's that first, just kind of evaluate your expectations. And then verbalize it have a conversation um, at a good time <laughs> let me just start not during the football game um and just making kind of making what your heart's desire is known um again just a quick example if i could um there was a time i was going to a women's conference and i was going to be gone the entire day and this is um, i knew lance actually had a free day and our house was a mess and i was like so my hope was was that I would come home after the conference and that the house would be clean because mm-hmm. obviously he saw that the house was messy too right mm-hmm. um but having yeah right a time right let's, <laughs> let's define messy. okay well okay, okay. Go ahead. yes thank you um so anyway and this is thankfully we've been buried some time at this point so i was like you know what that's probably not a good idea to just like hope that the house is going to be clean by the time uh-huh. i get home. So I asked him, I was like, hey, babe, I, I you know, I think you have some free time today. Could you, could you clean the house, you know? Um, and that he was willing, you know, and so he was like, Yeah, just you know, make me a list of what you want done. I'm like, I'll make you a list. And so I, I made a list and it's really detailed, like it says, like dust and clean the toilet, it's and not me memory like- on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Super detailed. But my point in saying that is that either I could have just kept those expectations to myself and possibly come home very disappointed and annoyed, Mm -hmm. or I could just go ahead and say, hey, this is what I'd like. Can you? Mm -hmm. And then, and I think a lot, this is where a lot of women, I think, get in trouble is that we tend to think that, well, he should just know. He should just know to do that. He should just know that if this is what I think. Me, he if loves he loves me, that. that's mm-hmm. a big one I hear all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, well, th- that's the, this is the power of communication. I mean, mm-hmm. like you could spend, you could do a whole thing on that, you yes. know? Uh, so that's that's kind of where I come at with, mm-hmm. with expectations. That's one, <clears throat> one part of it, at least. Mm-hmm. I yeah. bet you've got some. No, yeah. for
2: sure. Uh, I, even like in that example, where it's like, you should just know. I go, well, do you treat your kids that way? Don't you coach them Mm -hmm.
0: through it where they understand what Mm -hmm.
2: you want and this and that? Well, do they not love you because they don't get it the first time? Mm -hmm. No. And out of love for them, we coach yeah, right, and and kind of come to an agreement on what works. I think for me that the big thing that I look for is, okay, I understand that there are expectations. We get it. Mm -hmm. Do we approach it as an expectation or an entitlement?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Because there's a... With expectations, you come really close to the border Mm -hmm. of entitlement. Now, expectations to me, and you can probably define this better, expectations to me are like a mutual thing that we agree on. Mm -hmm. Like if I come into a contract with a client, this is what we're expecting of each other. We have it codified. Like everybody can see this Uh is what we agreed to. Yeah. And entitlement is almost an assumption that I should get treated this way because whatever. I'm worth it mm-hmm. in a bad way, mm-hmm. you know, like or that's it's how my privilege. family or that was mm-hmm. how
0: Hollywood movies portrayed mm-hmm. it. all yeah. of these things right.
2: factor in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm at least as good as those. So mm-hmm. that person should know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And entitlement is what we do is we say it's an expectation, but the way that we approach expectations is entitlement. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating to anybody. Have, like you've come across people that feel entitled it's incredibly frustrating absolutely it's incredibly frustrating for her when I come at something like Mm -hmm. I'm entitled to this Uh you should know this is like a basic human right you know that's kind of how we approach it right (laughs) yeah um and so that would be the the flag that I want that I want to uncover come on and say hey okay I get this might be an expectation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you talked to your spouse about this Mm -hmm. if they don't know then why haven't hasn't this been talked about Mm right you know oh well you know this is what my dad used to do for mm-hmm. me he used to fill up my tank yeah. you know my fuel tank every week and mm-hmm. this and that I was like yeah did yeah. you ask what his dad did for him yeah you know did <laughs> they do that like mm-hmm. so and if not then is it expectation or do you just feel like you're entitled to this because right. your dad did this right for you? Mm-hmm. and it's okay if you feel like oh you know mm-hmm. this is what a guy should treat a girl like yeah mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. but if it's an entitlement it's like just something that you keep and assume and maybe a little more sinister like mm-hmm. in her example she could have gone to that conference and just been like see watch he's not mm-hmm. going to do it yeah mm-hmm. set I'm you i'm waiting fail. for him not to mm-hmm. do it so i can yell at him when i don't want to get mm-hmm. home and yeah. like it's going to confirm my bias mm-hmm. about it yeah, right. right yeah or she could out of love say
0: mm-hmm. hey
2: you know this is what
0: this is how you win
2: yeah <laughs> this
0: is how you, win. you know and
2: i i have the choice i can yeah. hire somebody that day as <laughs> long as the house is clean that's
1: true your just, kids. Yeah,
2: and that's really like that's the other question guys is what do you really want mm-hmm. okay does she really want just the house clean, mm-hmm. or does she want me to be working for six hours getting the house clean because mm-hmm. she wants me to know how long it takes to clean the house? Yeah, or, like those two very different things. Because then yeah. like, I, yeah. I know how to win. Yeah, right. Yeah, if she wants me to feel it and I, you know this and that, I'll be like, okay, because I'm probably coming into it like cleaning's not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. Six hours later, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna start helping you. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, or if it's just the house that's clean, I can yeah. be like, man, I have. Those hours earmarked for this particular activity, which I think mm-hmm. is high value. But if I stick yeah. around for 45 minutes, I can get somebody to clean it, yeah. and I'm out.
0: Absolutely. Everybody
2: wins. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So. Absolutely. And then there's expectations that are unhealthy. So I've worked with couples that maybe the guy has a lot of porn addiction. And Mm -hmm. so he's expecting her to dress like a porn star Mm -hmm. and she's coming from a conservative background Mm -hmm. going, I don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. wearing that kind of makeup Mm -hmm. and jewelry and hair and outfits and all of that. And so what would you say if it's an unhealthy expectation or entitlement that actually would degrade the other person?
2: Same path. It's like, where does it come from? Mm -hmm. And is that influence healthy or unhealthy and why, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because, What if, um, you know, because of her expectations or however she lived, um, she was allowed to go out and spend all your money (laughs) right? without asking you. Yeah, right. Like she's just going to go buy a Jag Mm
0: -hmm.
2: on her own Mm -hmm. without asking you. How would you feel about that? Mm -hmm. How would you feel if she decided to quit her job Mm -hmm. and suddenly you have half the income to manage your family? with? Mm -hmm. How would you feel about these? So you would start asking questions. Or did you think that was okay yeah and she might be like well you know i i watch uh, oprah <laughs> and you know oprah said that women should be empowered to do whatever they want <laughs> and this that and the other you know like screw what your husband says you know yeah. this and that you have you're your own person yeah well how would you respond to that yeah you'd be like why is oprah overriding like what we should decide exactly. together exactly well okay now let's equal scales again yeah. like are we going to judge by this or that Mm -hmm. pick one and let's do both people Mm -hmm. in the relationship by that scale yeah and see how things measure up Mm -hmm. absolutely so and and i think there's a there's a thing to that it says christ you love like christ loves the church Mm -hmm. how does christ love the church Mm -hmm. you know in spite of all the imperfections in spite of all of the things that we we get hurt by Mm
0: -hmm. we
2: love as husbands how Christ loves the church. And it it even talks about in that Ephesians 5, it talks about Mm -hmm. the signals that you'll see from your wife. Mm -hmm. If you love Mm -hmm. like Christ loves the church. Now, I would take those fruits and say, in this situation, does it display these fruits? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And if not, then we have to make a decision of what I want versus what God wants. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And if you're going to pick what you want, that's okay. Your choice, but you're going to get singlehood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have a relationship with your computer. (laughs) So you can do that, but you're going to get a different set of results than what I think you want, you know, and if you want this Mm -hmm. over that, then, then you have a decision to make. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't move that needle. If you want what you want over what God wants, Mm -hmm. then that's a fundamental core shift where, suddenly I can't help you because everything I give you, hopefully, Mm -hmm. is based on a standard. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you if you don't believe in that standard, then I can sort of help you with the symptoms, but mm-hmm. we're not going to make changes. Yeah. We're not getting the mm-hmm. roots. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the biggest root that I see with couples, well, I mean, everywhere and everything, but in particular, when I work with couples is there's an unconscious entitlement to look to the spouse as their source. Yes. So you're my source of comfort, provision, protection, mm-hmm. entertainment. Mm-hmm. The person that's always there for me, always gets me, <laughs> always understands. Um, and it's just not real life. Right. Like Jesus has to be my first love. And then Mm -hmm. everything else comes into proper alignment. Mm -hmm. So even with the amesh couple where, you know, they're pursuing the unhealthy spouse and the other spouse is like running away from them, but they're so staying in a codependent unhealthy relationship. Because there's idolatry here saying, mm-hmm. I want you more than I even want self-respect, or I want mm-hmm. a mutually healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want this so bad that I'm going to try to control you, manipulate you, appease you, please you, do whatever I need to do to feed your addiction so that you'll stay with me, which means I'm actually looking to you as my source mm-hmm. and my God. And so the Lord will actually allow frustration in that area wherever we have another God before him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what have you seen for couples who've had misalignment of expecting or entitlement uh, which i think is an even better word but they use expect um mm-hmm. to be there to listen to always respect them you know if it's the guy side or always love and cherish them if it's the girl side mm-hmm. and we're not saying that they shouldn't have great behavior towards you right but yeah. if my emotional needs are dependent on a human who is so frail and fat fragile mm-hmm. uh they are not a god then yeah. that means they're not my ice cream they're my meat and potatoes right and then that right. puts me in a famine mm-hmm. state if that person's having a bad week that's yeah.
1: good yeah for yeah.
2: sure i know you you talk about this a lot with our couples about the idea of depending on your spouse as your source. Did you want to say anything to that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what I kind of am reminded of is the woman at the well. That's Mm -hmm. the the kind of the story that came to mind where Jesus tells her that he's the living water and Mm -hmm. with her, with him, she won't ever thirst again. And so that's there. I mean, he is our source, you know, of, of Mm -hmm. life, of, of love, of everything. Yeah. But Um, kind of maybe on a side note of what you were asking too but that doesn't mean she didn't have to keep going back to the well Mm -hmm. because it's still there's still that natural need of the human relationship Uh but Christ is first and foremost exactly and so I think that's what I would say to that
2: yeah and and if we translate that to the practical Mm later it's a it's this idea of okay if that person is your source what if they leave? Mm-hmm. What if they get hit by a bus tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What if right. they what if you get the wrong diagnosis? Yeah. Right. You know, where does your life go?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What is it anchored on? Yeah. Right. And and put the shoe on the other foot. Mm-hmm. Do you want somebody who you are their only source for right. happiness? Exactly. And if you weren't, would you back mm-hmm. a thousand? Mm-hmm. Would you hit it every mm-hmm. single time? Mm-hmm right equal scales right Mm -hmm. right like if we're going to talk about that that person being it for you Mm -hmm. are you that person to Mm -hmm. them yeah and if you're not how do you want to be um judged
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because you're judging your spouse one way yeah now we're going to flip that and that's where, it, like, it keeps coming back to scripture, mm-hmm, yeah, like, mm-hmm. judge not lest you be judged, yeah. right? And it's not saying, like, we can't judge anything. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. saying when we judge, we should be very careful yeah. because that same scale should be used on us, mm-hmm. right? Right? And that's where, like, these outlines for what it means to be in, like a leader in a church mm-hmm. and this and that yeah. and the other, because yeah. it's saying, hey, we do, as leaders, mm-hmm. we do have to judge situations, even though we don't judge people, yeah. right? But that scale that I use, Mm -hmm. I have to be cognizant of the fact that Mm -hmm. that that scale that I use towards other people should be used towards me. Mm -hmm. Right. right? And I should have that same standard. So as spouses, we should do the same thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know, so everything that we're asking of our spouse and it doesn't have to be to the tactical characteristic, mm-hmm. but the general category of the behavior we're mm-hmm. asking for or the respect we're asking for, or I need you to talk to me this way. I need you to act towards me this way. I need you to do this for me. I say, cool, yeah, here's your scale. Mm-hmm. Where's your part of that scale? Yeah. Are you fulfilling it? Because mm-hmm. you will reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's and more often than not, the majority of the time we find that yeah. the spouses are not sowing.
1: Yeah.
2: And good. so they don't like what they're reaping. Right. That's good. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be able to buy a JAG and still accrue a hundred thousand dollars in my account this year. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. not the way money works. Exactly. You know, if it yeah. was, our lives would be a lot easier. Right. So, or I'll
0: demand sex, but I won't talk to you kindly throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We can have very unequal expectations. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like the physical versus emotional thing is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not always the guy wants physical right. and the girl wants sure, sure. emotional, mm-hmm. but somebody usually wants one and the other person wants the other yeah right and so um we talk about we distill it down to like just natural languages mm-hmm. if she speaks Indian Malayalam which is our language mm-hmm. and I speak English only well if we're gonna have a relationship mm-hmm. she's gotta learn how to speak fluently mm-hmm. speak English fluently I've got to learn how to speak the Indian language fluently, mm-hmm. in order for us to be able to be effective. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of hard work. Yeah. So instead of that, why don't I just walk away uh-huh. and find somebody who speaks English? Well, mm-hmm. we, can, we <laughs> could do that. Mm-hmm but you're probably going to find somebody that speaks a different another language they speak <laughs> spanish <laughs> you know or they yeah. speak a way different dialect they exactly. speak you know boston english instead of texas <laughs> <laughs> so these these things will always come up and the yeah. thing that most people don't realize and I, I we had didn't realize till later in our marriages is not just your marriage. If you look for patterns, yeah. you'll probably see it happen with your parents, mm-hmm. probably see it happen with your um, brothers and sisters, probably yeah. see it happen with your friends, probably see it happen with your co workers. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. You find people that you're like, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they're not. They mm-hmm. just look at things differently. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: That's good. So, in recap, <laughs> I think that we have asked the Holy Spirit to reveal for all of us, me included, areas of growth. So, one, we've got to look at our own pride. That's hard to look at. And if you have a hard time admitting you're wrong, you probably have a root of shame. Mm -hmm. And so when that's there, instead of just willpowering yourself through it, then that's an opportunity for intimacy with the Lord. So any core beliefs of being unworthy or bad or blah, blah, blah. And you need to now defend yourself by never being wrong, always over explaining, always telling you, but why you did that. Um, Those are all fruit of people who have a hard time with shame. And it's because I can't look at where I'm wrong because I feel like that means that I am wrong versus, oh, I made a bad choice. And neuroplasticity means I could make a different choice next time. That's not the summary of who I am. Secondly, we want to make sure that we're drawing the circle around ourselves. I have seen it so many times. It's literally eerie in a cool way. That I work with somebody and they're like, but you don't understand what the other person done. I'm like, I totally get it. I Mm -hmm. so, so, so get it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're responsible for you. They end up forgiving and releasing the expectations, the judgments, the ungodly soul ties that they have created for that person to be their source. When those are severed, I've literally seen people who are emotionally and physical, physically estranged, literally start writing letters or there's some kind of reconciliation or something is broken up in the spirit realm that it would not move and budge until at least one person in the dynamic repented and broke pride and judgment and just cleared out the spiritual junk that comes along with being wounded and sometimes you have to be the first one to bring peace and reconciliation and if they never do you're doing it for your sake your own sake Mm -hmm. because you don't want to stay tormented Mm -hmm. and in scripture jesus said if you've been forgiven a great debt and yet you won't forgive the next person you're literally handed over to the tormentor So even though you were wrong to begin with, and I am so sorry, and Jesus will walk with you in empathy and healing and compassion, but for your own sake. For the sake of your generational line, there are people and um, regions that are tied to the choices that you make in this life. And if you stay in your entitlement of bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness, if you continue to judge the identity of that person, you are operating out of a spirit of judgment. And that is pride. And the Lord resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So we need to look at our own heart condition that even though the other person is wrong and they have done egregious things or we're too sensitive, and we need to check our own uh, filters as well. Who's that? Someone else, not me. (laughs) Denial. Um, So even if you doing that hard work, you dealing with your circle and you really can have a good, good marriage that doesn't have to be the Hollywood version where they kiss at the end. And then you never have to see them deal with like Cleaning up socks and manure and all kinds of weird (laughs) things at homes, you know, like (laughs) like you don't have to see that in movies, and they glamorize the pinnacle, which is when the endorphins are released, Mm -hmm. and all in that moment, it's literally like you're on cocaine. Mm -hmm. So in Hollywood version of romantic movies, it's like we're all on cocaine, and then real life, when all that stuff starts to dissipate and you don't have as much oxytocin in your system, now all of a sudden, everyday life, and it's easy to romanticize Mm -hmm. that oxytocin that high, the two and a half to five years where everything is more fun and new and shiny and sparkly. But then it starts to reveal, uh, where's my heart in all of this? What character issues is the Lord using to clean this out? Because we get married to get happy, but the Lord has us get married to get holy. And so he's going to use this person as iron sharpens iron. And I have seen this couple in so many different settings and they're delightful and they're adorable. They're funny. They host people in their home. They help save marriages and children get to stay in intact, uh, homes because of, of the ministry they have but that was choices. That was that everyday kindness. That was that choice to forgive, to deal with their own circle. They've had to walk this out. And so as a testimony, I hope this gives you hope and courage that even if you're in the rough patch or you're in the hard spot, or maybe you're single and you need to have really realistic expectations about what you're coming into, that every chapter of life is going to have some sowing and some reaping. It's going to have some tearing down and then rebuilding. And just like Ecclesiastes, that there's a time for everything. And to stay in a mature marriage means you have to go through a lot of seasons. And as you do, it gets sweeter with time or it gets bitter with a root of bitterness. And that is actually dependent upon you. Even if they're wrong, you don't get to default on saying, well, but God, look what they did, blah, blah, blah. You are standing before the Lord saying, here's my part. And Lord, how do you want to walk out the boundaries or the care or the forgiveness or the journey of navigating this situation? So we love you. And if you have any comments, please write. We'll bring them back. They're incredible. I'm so grateful. Um, And be sure to subscribe and give us a five star so more people can find us on the algorithm and we can bless more lives we love you guys bye Bye. hey friends thanks for listening we would love for you to get plugged in with the Unlock You community so follow the links below and stay up to date with upcoming content events and groups we are here to invest in you and tailor episodes around your interests post comments and hey if there are any specific topics you'd like to hear about let us know so we can strategically build content that is meaningful to you And will you share this podcast so we can invest into more amazing people? Be sure to hit subscribe so we can see you for the next episode.